Welcome to the Wholehearted Business Show. I'm Laura Agar-Wilson and this is the podcast that's dedicated to helping you start and grow a coaching business you love the wholehearted way. My guess is you want a business where you can show up as your whole creative, multi-passionate self so you can get paid, create a meaningful impact and have more time and freedom in your life. Let's get started. Welcome to the Wholehearted Business Show. I'm Laura and this week we are talking all about how to brand yourself as a coach. Now I'm sure you guys are already familiar with things like logos and colours and fonts but today I really wanted to talk a little bit about what branding is. It's actually a lot more than just the visual things that we're used to thinking about when it comes to what branding is and talk about things that you can consider when it comes to creating your brand for your coaching business, but also how you put that into practice and how you really use your brand to its fullest potential to help you grow your business, achieve your vision of success, live a life you love, all of that awesome stuff. First of all, what is branding? Branding is the collection of obviously the visual elements which we're going to touch on but it's also a lot more than that it's also your message your voice your values and really what it does is it comes together to I think one of the best quotes I've heard around Brandon is it makes a promise to your client or customer about what it's going to be like the experience of working with you is going to be like and our Brandon communicates something that's really what it does it communicates things to people in almost like almost a subconscious level. I think it's a really amazing area of work. We're going to have a brand whether we like it or not, because if we are creating content and putting ourselves out there in any way, shape or form, we are giving people an impression. And when we do branding intentionally, then what we're doing is we're really using that and we are making sure that brand is saying what it is that we want it to say. It's probably the the, the best way I can think of communicating what it's about. So a, a good brand makes people feel something. It helps distinguish you from others. And it also creates, again, an image of yourself and what it is that you sell. We're all coaches. We are, for a big part of what it is that we do, like we're the product, we're selling ourselves a little bit. And that can be really scary. But I think branding can help us own who we are, what our business is about, and just be really intentional about the whole thing. So what are the five key elements of a brand that we need to consider? So the first one is the thing that's the most obvious, which is our visuals. So things like our logo, our colours, our fonts, and all of these things communicate so much about who we are and what we stand for. Just have a look, start noticing, if Instagram's a great place for this, but just start noticing when you are looking at other coaches or when you're looking at other businesses, even some of the massive businesses, and start to just notice what is it about, like how are they employing their branding in terms of their visuals and fonts and things? What is it communicating about them? And it'll be really interesting to see what comes up for you around starting to notice how people, how businesses and and other coaches and other all kinds of different organisations and brands use the visuals to communicate something about what it is that they're about. So the first thing is the brand identity and that's your visuals. And then you've also got brand photography. 
So again, I think something that's a really powerful tool that we can use in our coaching businesses is photography of ourselves. Now, this brings up so much stuff. Often for the people that I work with, it can feel like having a photo shoot can feel really weird and a bit kind of new and different and bring up lots of stuff. But having photographs of yourself to use in your business and and nowadays with social media and with just the volume of content that we're often creating it's something that you're probably going to want to think about doing on quite a regular basis. I'm well overdue one. I'm waiting to get my, at the moment, we're waiting to get our garage converted into an office. So I'm waiting for that to happen before I get a new brand photo shoot. But it's something that, again, it communicates something about you. And I've got a whole blog post about how to approach brand photography for your coaching business. So I'm going to link to that. So do check that out because that really talks about just the whole process of planning a brand shoot, but also things to think about because brand photography can be a little bit samey and it can also really perpetuate some of the negative stuff around coaching businesses. It, it, it can sometimes people have create a false sense of wealth and really play on things like white privilege and all sorts of different stuff that gets into that. And I've covered that in a much more detail in that blog post. So it can be really interesting to think about how you can do stuff a bit differently. Now, I do have photos of myself on a MacBook, the very typical kind of coachy photos. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I will still have those in my business. But think creatively about your brand photography. Think about how you can use that to tell a story about you and your business. So think about how you can use your photography to tell a story about you and your business. Think about your photography is if you were doing some kind of editorial in a magazine, like how would it be different and really just get creative with it. So you can do so much stuff with brand photography and even not just the very professional brand photography. When it comes to images of yourself that you're going to be sharing, like when you're doing an Instagram story or you're doing a reel and things like that, that can be worth considering a little bit as well and how that's tying into your brand if it needs, if anything needs to be thought about when it comes to how that kind of comes into your brand as a whole. For example, it might be that you don't want to be like massively polished in the stuff that you do that's like Instagram stories that's behind the scenes or perhaps you do want to be more polished. There's no right or wrong. It's totally up to you how you want to portray yourself in your business. And honestly, I think what makes it easier, and I'm going to get onto this in a sec, is just being you. It makes it so much easier than trying to create a false sense of of what you are and who you are and what you stand for. I think the easiest way for any of this brand and stuff is to just be yourself. But we're going to get onto that in just a sec. Another element of your brand is your message. Now, this is really about what it is that you do and why you do it and how you communicate that. You can communicate this in so many different ways, in the copy on your website, in the captions on your Instagram posts, in the blog content that you create, in the videos that you do. It's going to come across in lots of different ways. And sometimes it's going to come across in really obvious ways where you're directly talking about what it is that you do and why. And other times it's going to be more subtle. It's going to come, just come through when you're talking about something else. I think a lot of my message comes through when I'm talking about specific topics, but I weave it in there. So you're going to want to think about what your message is and how that interacts with things like your brand identity and things like that. You're also going to want to think about your values, which is why you do it that way. So your message is what you do and why you do it. Your values are why you do it that way. So really think about how you're communicating the values of your business and how you approach coaching as well. 
And then the final thing is your voice, which is all about how you say it. Now, the way that we communicate is part of our brand. Now, I would say, and again, I think that this is a really interesting thing. It's not something that I overthink. I just try and be myself as much as I can. Sometimes that includes being a bit sweary because if anyone knows me in real life, they will tell you I swear. It's just one of those things. It's one of the ways that I express myself. I sometimes swear and fairly casual in how I, in tra- how I try and communicate. So for me, the voice side of things isn't something that I overthink. I just try and be myself. But for you and your business, dependent on other elements of your brand, you and, and who your ideal clients are as well, your voice might need to be quite specific. If you're working with corporate clients, you might, even if you're a bit sweary at home, you might not necessarily want that to come through in your brand voice. There might be other kind of things that you want to, you know, you, know, you might be talking to certain professionals or there might be certain language that you want to use. And again, the, the terms that we use as part of our brand as well, I use wholehearted and wholeheartedly is a big part of my brand. And I use that term a lot to communicate something about my approach and, and what it is that I do. So there might be specific words and things that come out as part of your brand that you end up using quite a lot in your copy and when you're talking in videos and etc. So those are the five key elements of a brand. Just to recap, brand identity, photography, message, values and voice. Those are the things that I'll be thinking about when it comes to mapping out your brand. But why is branding so important? Why should we like really care about branding and why is it something that's worth giving some attention to? So branding plays a massive role in our businesses. As I said at the start, it can really it's communicating so much at a conscious and subconscious level it's important because it's going to help differentiate you from other similar coaches so you can have a very similar message and values but if your visual brand is completely different that's really going to help you stand out and it also helps people to they're going to start to recognize your brand and it's going to be start to become known to them and that's really powerful as well so it differentiates you from other coaches and other businesses it can also create trust professional smart looking branding is going to help people are going to have some trust in that they're going to see that it looks professional when it comes to spending a lot of money with you on your coaching package it's really going to help build that trust so that they feel like they're going to be well taken care of and as i said a bit earlier on branding is like a promise that we make to people about what the experience of working with us is going to be like so it's really key to think about that element in it all as well it's also going to attract in your ideal clients and repel people who might not be a good fit so if you design your brand well and if you put that together well what you'll find is that people who are really are a great fit to be a client they're going to you know be magnetized to you that subconscious connection is going to be made through your branding and they're going to be attracted in to work with you and people who are not a good fit are going to be repelled by it. This is why I think, you know, there's no, if you've got strong ideas about your branding, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think actually really having branding that is strong and that is going to be a bit like a bit marmite, it's going to put some people off and not others. There's nothing wrong with that because that's actually your brand and doing its job. So consider that side of things as well. It also can make you memorable. So like I said just before, your branding can create and it becomes something that people become familiar with. And again, in this day and age of fast content that's coming at people, people haven't got very long attention spans. They're going to start to become familiar and they're going to be, your brand is going to be memorable to them. The visuals especially are going to become memorable, especially again, like I said, if you go for something that's fairly strong and stand out, that can be really powerful as well. 
Your branding can communicate your values. So depending on, again, how you approach the visuals and the photography, there's something about that that can communicate the values that are kind of like the foundation of your business. And again, that's a really quick way to be able to communicate some of those things in a visual form. And that can be quite powerful as well. It can also impact your pricing strategy. So this is something that sounds a bit unusual in terms of branding, but depending again on how you approach your visual brand and also your message and your values and voice and everything, this can actually have an impact on your pricing strategy. So people will look at your brand and sometimes I think people make a subconscious assessment of where they place you in what they expect your prices might be before they look at them. And again, depending on how your brand comes across, the certain things that as a designer we can do that make it makes your brand look, for want of a better term, it makes it look expensive. <laughs> and that can actually help with your pricing strategy as well, if you've got a particular pricing strategy. So there's ways that we can bring that into your brand too. It can also really showcase what makes you special, your unique selling point. It can really help to communicate that. So that's another element that you can weave into your brand as well. And it can make you feel more confident. A lot of us who are starting coaching businesses or who are even much further on, I think having a brand that really feels professional and that feels like you can do wonders for your confidence as well. So those are just a few reasons why branding is important, why it is worth spending some time. And it can just be... It can be a really fun, creative side of your business that I think a lot of people actually really enjoy and having putting some thought into it can be just super, super useful. So when it comes to working on your brand, you've got a couple of options. You can obviously DIY it. Canva is incredible for all of that kind of stuff. But there is, as someone who does do designing, sometimes you can tell if someone hasn't quite thought out their brand and doesn't perhaps have brand guidelines and things like that. So I think that's something just to bear in mind if you want to do it alone. You can do it alone with a course. I have a course called Rock Your Coaching Brand and Website, which takes people through the whole process of creating a brand and website. And that would support you to develop your own brand and gives you lots of tips and things like that. Or you can hire a professional. So you can hire a professional graphic designer to do it for you. I have packages where I do brand design. Little known fact, I did art and design at university. So I've got a bit of a background in it. And also I just really love all that kind of visual side of things as well as all the other side of things. So I have a package which is around designing your brand and website. So there's a standard option for that. And then there's an all singing, all dancing version of that package as well, where I design your brand and your website. So those are just some options. And like I say, again, you could hire a you know, a graphic designer. There's all sorts of different options about how you approach it. But I think something where you're involved in the creative process. So what I tend to do with people for where I'm working on someone's branding is I get them to do a Pinterest board full of inspiration and ideas that they might have. And then I work on some ideas from that place. And it's just a really fun process that we go through together because I really want people to be involved again. As I've been saying throughout, I think having a brand that is feels like you that really reflects you makes it so much easier because you just haven't to show up as yourself basically and your brand is really just an extension of that which I think is really cool. So a few things just to be aware of when it comes to branding a few things that people get a bit stuck on. The first one is procrasty branding so you might have heard of this term before but because branding is so fun and so creative we can do we can turn to branding when we 
we're avoiding other areas in our business. Like branding is important and it needs some consideration. But if you're looking at branding all of the time and you're faffing around with colours and fonts and things like that and not doing the real work that is actually going to grow your business, you might have a bit of a procrasty branding problem. So that's something to think about. Also in terms of taking inspiration from others so it's totally fine to take inspiration from others that's the whole like I say I get people to start with a Pinterest board and we work from there but I think it's really helpful just to remember it's okay to disrupt the norm in coaching businesses I think there's a very much a cliche approach to branding there's like certain colors and brand photography styles and things like that and it's there because it looks nice and it's pretty and it's and it's fine remember that disrupting that can be really powerful if that feels like you and if you want to go there that's totally fine to do something completely different and to look outside of the coaching industry and look at what other businesses and industries are doing and actually do something really different and creative so that's absolutely fine as well don't try and be someone you're not i think yes we want to we can construct stuff without branding and to a certain degree i think that's what we want to do with branding but i think the most authentic way to do it is to it's about being yourself and it's about taking elements of yourself and, and really bringing those to the fore and that makes it much more powerful again your brand is like a promise that you make to people about what it's going to be like working with you and we don't want that to be a false promise so i think really just being yourself and allowing that to come through just making sure that you've got the clarity behind it as well I think that can be really helpful too it's okay to tweak or completely change brand. As long as we're not doing procrastinate branding, we are going to shift and change. I say this to people all the time when they're starting businesses and they're getting caught up in perfectionism and wanting everything to be exactly as it should be. Like we are going to change and evolve over time and our brands are going to want to change and evolve with us over time as well. I think you've got a couple of approaches. You, you can take your brand and evolve it so you can tweak elements of it, but essentially it stays very similar or you can go for the full rebrand. There's lots of things to consider in with that. I mean, it tends to, I, th I think there was, I think it was about every two to three years was the time when you should maybe review your brand and see whether or not you want to tweak or change anything about it. And also it can just feel good to have a bit of a refresh and to change the design up a little bit and things like that. As long as you're not procrastinating branding, that's fine. And obviously there's lots of stuff to consider. Things like, you know, the biggest thing for me was that I've got lots of pins on Pinterest, which are in my old branding that don't look anything like what I've got now. And also just the whole process of changing things like opt-ins and course material and slides that you've done in recordings. Like for me now, I wouldn't completely change my brand. I think it would be a total headache. But what I might do is I might evolve it. So I might change little elements. I might add a new brand colour in. I'll change my brand photography. I might add some, I'll add a different font. So there's different things you can do there as well. And then another thing is just to try and be consistent with your brand. There's lots of templates and stuff on Instagram, but you really want to keep it pulled in. If you have brand fonts, try not to go outside of those brand fonts. You don't want to be using more than three fonts really across your website and other areas that you're branding. And that includes Instagram. You can maybe bring, if there was a specific one that you wanted to bring in, it's probably not going to be the end of the world. But I think when you're starting to, especially if you're talking about the fonts that are like script fonts or anything that's fancy, it can just make your brand look a bit overdone. So although it's fun to explore different fonts and things like that and different colours, just try and keep it consistent across your platforms. If something isn't working if you're finding like oh I'm designing something for Instagram and there's just the fonts that I've got just aren't seeming to cut it then 
you might need to change your font across the whole board. So just consider how things are staying consistent across different platforms. Because again, we want that recognisability. We want things to look professional and dialed in. Like when you start using lots of different fonts, and lots of different colours, it can just become wishy-washy and lose its impact a little bit. So that's something to consider as well. And then again, don't forget that, yes, we've got the visuals, we've got the logos, colours, fonts, photography. Don't forget the message, values and voice side of things. Although, like I said, a lot of it is just about you being you. doesn't need loads of thought, but just it is worth visiting that and just maybe it's even just writing yourself a few notes about, okay, so this is what this is for me. This is how I'm going to communicate it. This is how I'm going to weave it in. One of my courses, which is on the Unbox Guide to Niche and Messaging, there's an exercise in that where we go over every single different element of our business that is outward facing and we ask ourselves like is this communicating what I wanted to communicate about my business is it saying what I wanted to say and that's a really helpful exercise to make sure that the the message values and voice side of things is fairly consistent and that can be really helpful to consider as well but I hope that has given you some things to think about I do have a free training all about branding which goes into a lot more detail than this and that's called own your awesome I will put a link to that in the description below as well if you want to check that out and you want to go in into a bit more detail around the whole branding thing it's a fantastic training I was looking at it before and it is really good actually I'm gonna you know I'm gonna toot my own horn a little bit but it is actually a good training so do check that out if that's something that you want to get into in a bit more detail and even again if your business is further on and you already have a brand it can be worth just reviewing what it is that you've got, what it is that feels like it's working, what isn't working, what needs to be tweaked. Are you communicating stuff? It's always worth just checking in and making sure that your brand is working for you as well. But I hope that you found those tips helpful. Do let me know. As always, pop me a message on Instagram. I am at wholeheartedly Laura. If you've enjoyed this episode and you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please do leave a review. It is super helpful and just super lovely for me as well when I read those reviews. Thank you so much. But otherwise, have a fantastic week and I will see you next time. Take care. Bye.